to all of you who have listened, shared and connected with me, thank you. I started Empower with Mahi because my deepest passion is for women to feel empowered. My new business, Organize Her, is no different. The tools we create are designed to give the busy woman back her peace of mind by helping her keep her shit together and get stuff done. Our vision is for women everywhere to feel in control of their lives, confident within themselves, and have enough time for everything that matters to them. And I am so excited to announce that Organize Her has officially launched and our productivity planner is available now at our website in addition to our digital moneymaker budget tracker. Those of you who have followed along throughout 2023 know how much time and thought has gone into these productivity planners and I know I am totally biased because this is my baby but I am completely obsessed with the planner and I know you will be too. Our website link is in the description organizeher.co and from the bottom of my heart thank you for inspiring me to fulfill my purpose for your ongoing support and for being a part of this journey with me. This is Empower, the podcast that motivates you to start living your best life as your best self. My name is Mahi Sorensen. I'm a former lawyer turned podcast host, content creator, and now your personal hype woman. Thank you so much for joining me where we chat all about growth, goals, and living with intention. No matter how life is feeling for you today, this time is yours, so let's make it count. Welcome to today's episode. What a pleasure it is to be chatting to you today. This episode is all about productivity and self-care, two concepts that I care a great deal about, but which one may consider to be down opposite ends of the spectrum. I don't know if you're having the same experience, but for a while I feel like self-care has become the be-all and end-all and productivity is becoming a little bit of a naughty word. The anti-hustle culture rhetoric is becoming a thing and we are being encouraged to embrace our soft girl eras. And I've been thinking about whether I too should be entering my soft girl era. And recently I've decided that it is not for me right now. And that actually I'm on my grind. I'm hustling. I'm good with that. I'm the happiest when I'm the most productive. And that will probably change one day, but that day is not today. But just because I am not shifting my entire life into a soft girl era about self-love and well-being and moving gently doesn't mean that I can't still prioritize self-care. Likewise, if you are someone who is really embracing a softer way of living and the anti-hustle culture, it doesn't mean that you can't be productive in your everyday. There's actually a sweet spot right in the middle that sees you achieving more by doing less. So let's talk about how to get there. But before I get into a few strategies for balancing productivity with rest and relaxation, I do quickly just want to say... That as I've mentioned, we are constantly fed messaging through mainstream media about what we should be doing right now and what isn't okay anymore. A few years ago, the girl boss movement and working hard and hustling was considered powerful and admirable. Today, a little less so. I feel like we've slowly transitioned towards this movement of slowing down and prioritizing well-being and not encouraging people to hustle hard. And I'm not saying that one is right and one is wrong. In fact, the lawyer in me finds the happy medium somewhere in the middle, which is what we're going to be talking about today. But I guess what I'm getting at is that we will always be fed messages 
about what we're supposed to be doing and how we are supposed to be living our lives. And it can feel confusing and it can be overwhelming when you are constantly trying to follow the trend or whatever's in. So what I really encourage you to do before you start to assimilate, because that's what you've been told to do, is ask yourself if this really aligns to you and who you are and where your priorities are, because if it doesn't, you shouldn't conform For me personally, a soft girl era sounds delicious, but it's not for me. And I know it's not for me because I know me. So yeah, anyways, that was a bit of a segue. (laughs) I do that sometimes, but I guess I just, I notice when someone tries to embrace the current trends or way of living and then when it doesn't work out for them, they think there's something wrong with them, but it's not the case. Just listen to yourself before you listen to anyone else and Live however you want to live. Anyways, (laughs) self-care is important and productivity is important and they are not mutually exclusive. So what are some strategies that we can implement to make sure we are honoring both and achieving more by doing less? First, we have scheduling. Normally, when we talk about self-care in the context of productivity, scheduling is mostly related to breaks, making sure you have enough breaks, important, but also schedule your productive time and schedule time for self-care related activities. I've spoken a few times about time blocking and how helpful I found it to be, and it's the perfect tool or strategy to use where you are scheduling not only your breaks, but your productive time and self-care time. For example, for me today, the first two hours of my day are dedicated to the podcast. That's my productive time. Straight after, I have time blocked out for breakfast and to walk the dogs. That's self-care. Then I'm back for a one-hour meeting. After that, productive time. Then I have an appointment. Then it's lunch, which is kind of like, you know, self-care, but also surviving. Then I have two hours of study scheduled, and that's productive time because I'm doing my project management qualifications at the moment yawn it sucks to go back to study but I want my qualifications and then I have two hours scheduled after all of that for the gym which is self-care so throughout my day I have productive time scheduled in I have self-care scheduled in and as long as I complete all of that then I schedule nothing past 6 p.m because that's my real break do whatever I want time And scheduling isn't just good for ensuring that I have productive time and self-care time in my day, but it also means that if I only have a specific amount of time to get a task done, I'm not going to muck around because I know that when I don't have a schedule, I will muck around. (laughs) That's all I'll do, muck around. If there's no beginning and no end point to a task, there's no incentive to work as efficiently and productively as you can. You can just keep putting things off that you don't feel like doing until tomorrow and then the day after and then so on. But if you know that you have two hours in your day to put towards study and there's dedicated time to study that has been scheduled into your day intentionally from 2 to 4 p.m., you're much more likely to get it done. Then we've got boundaries, setting clear boundaries between work and personal time. And I know I harp on about boundaries all the time, but it's because they matter. And boundaries matter irrespective of whether you are protecting your productive time or your self-care time. Boundaries that protect your self-care time could include turning off your work phone and putting it in a drawer outside of work hours or, because I know that's just not possible for some people, while you're on leave. 
or saying no when someone tries to rope you into a commitment if it will require you to sacrifice your self-care time. Or to be honest, just like your mental, emotional, energy reserves and capacity, it's saying no. Boundaries that protect your productive time could include also turning off your phone or putting it into focus mode when you are working so that you don't get distracted by your notifications. Or for example, if you live with people, letting them know that you're working and you cannot be disturbed from this time until this time. What I've recently discovered about boundaries too is that it's just never too late to communicate them because every now and then I will find myself deeper than I would like to be in a situation where I should have established my boundaries earlier and I have thought, well, like I can't really communicate my boundaries now because I should have done it before and I didn't and that's my fault. Actually, you can. You can communicate your boundaries at any time. It's never too late. The hardest thing to overcome most of the time is the concern about how well it's going to be received on the other end. But ultimately, that's not your problem. As many of you know, I have a desk standing desk and I love it. I am at my desk pretty much all day, most days, and hand on heart, it is one of the best investments I've ever made. And with my under desk treadmill, I can seriously hit 10,000 steps a day in less than two hours without leaving my office. So I'm not joking when I say I cannot imagine life without it now. The good people at Desk have given me a discount code, which will get you $40 off any Desk desk purchase. That code is MIHI, M-I-H-I, plus you get free shipping New Zealand wide and a 10 year warranty. So make sure you head over to their website, deskbird.co.nz and check them out. The link is in the description. Next is managing stress. Stress is the state that leaves you unable to be your most productive self and unable to embrace self-care. There are limits to it. Like some of us need a little bit of stress or pressure to really turn up productivity mode, myself included, but We all know the feeling when your brain is so scrambled that you can't even make a decision about what to eat for dinner, let alone get your important work done. Likewise, an important element of self-care is being able to relax, and you simply cannot do that when you are really wound up. So managing stress is vital in ensuring that you don't hit those upper limits, but rather recognize the signs within you and step back before stress sends you into overdrive. And obviously this is personal for everyone because we all experience stress in different ways and to varying degrees. For me, I just lose my ability to think clearly. That's how I know I'm getting really stressed. And by that stage, there's no point in me trying to do anything except take a few big deep breaths, step away and come back when I'm in a better space. If I keep trying to push through those fuzzy thoughts and I have done it, I used to do it all the time when I was at uni because it just be that way sometimes, (laughs) I guarantee it will end up in a big overwhelmed breakdown for me and I will be written off for the rest of the day at least. So have a think about your stresses and what management techniques work for you and make sure you're implementing them before you reach your point of no return. Then we've got identify your most productive hours. You know how some people are just naturally morning people and others are not and would prefer staying up into the later hours of the night instead. And also I'm not saying you can't adjust to the opposite. Like if you aren't someone who considers themselves a morning person, but you want to be a morning person, you can adjust and become a morning person. But we are each naturally inclined to prefer one over the other. I'm a morning person through and through, always have been. 
was always the first one awake at a sleepover. That was me. (laughs) The same applies to productive hours and when you work best. And I learned my productive hours when I was at uni. When I am working on big written pieces of work, for some reason, my most productive time was like the middle of the afternoon, 2pm to 5pm-ish. I could do it at any other time, but I just found it was easier for me to think and I guess get all my thoughts out and write essays at that time. I don't know why, but that's what worked for me. Whereas I prefer working out in the morning. I prefer to have work meetings in the morning. I prefer to get out and about if I have errands to run in the morning. When you understand your natural rhythms and identify when you prefer to do productive work, when you prefer to participate in self-care activities, you can optimize your productivity and schedule your rest and relaxation time accordingly. And then lastly, having something to look forward to. It's super, super important. Nothing motivates me more than a holiday. And actually, it's not even the holiday. It's like the savings goal or any goal, actually. It doesn't have to be a holiday. Sometimes the thing I'm looking forward to is the feeling of accomplishment when I complete my to-do list for the day or when I get a really annoying piece of work completed and I feel that sense of freedom and knowing that it's over. (laughs) The thing you have to look forward to could be the self-care time that you've scheduled in today. I think a really important life tip is just to always have something to look forward to, big or small, and to treat it like your reward. And I swear, if you are sitting there and you're thinking, I have nothing to look forward to, yes, you do. Everyone does. You just need to think about it. It's the same with gratitude. So many people are like, no, I've got nothing to be grateful for. My life sucks. Actually, that's not true. You need to check your attitude. And yep, your life might suck, but that doesn't mean that there's nothing to be grateful for. Anyway, point of this strategy is that having something to look forward to will keep you motivated, help you stay focused and help you stay positive. And that's all I've got for you today. Just a few of my favorite ways to incorporate productivity and self-care into your life and help you find that happy place where you're achieving more by doing less. You may have your own too. And if you do, let me know because I love a life tip just as much as you do. Actually, now that I'm here, I have just thought of like three more strategies, but times of the essence, people, I will save that for another day. And actually, I'm about to reach the end of my productive podcast time that I have scheduled in for today. So I can't linger any longer. So let's head off and make the most of the rest of our day. On that note, I will love you and leave you. Thank you for listening. I appreciate that you take time out of your day to listen to me. So make sure you do something kind for yourself today and I will chat to you next week.